Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talk all about the Royal Rumble on Sunday. That's right. The 2021 Royal Rumble. And what better guest to have on to talk about the Rumble? But somebody who won that 15 years ago, and that's Rey Mysterio, joins us also. Mark and I get into the quote-unquote softness of the current pro wrestling roster. We get Mark Henry's take right now on the Busted Open Podcast. 15 years ago on this date, you won the Royal Rumble, um, and then obviously the Royal Rumble taking place on Sunday, your relationship with Victoria, my favorite cerveza of all time. So a lot to talk to you about this morning, Ray. I, I, uh, see, I, when you get a certain age, you lose track of what happened uh, two days ago. You know, we talk about 15 <laughs> years ago. Wow. <laughs> incredible incredible what a historical moment for me and uh for my fans you know to witness something so beautiful because they knew that was only the beginning of something that was bigger uh and better about to happen dave uh dave i I gotta point this out uh ray yes i know the fan i know the people on the radio can't see you but can you turn to the side, right and left, so Dave and I can see this? The Mohawk. Yeah, he's got the Mohawk back. I love it. Is that, I love is it. That, is that crushed velvet? Velvet. You know it, Mark. Holy shit. That is awesome. <laughs> Wait till everybody sees this. It's got the Victoria logo on the top and crushed velvet. Uh, yellow with red stri- red trim and some hard red nice. uh, trim with the open back. Oh man, that's that's pretty damn impressive, man. I I, I was I, I was just telling Dave that you're gonna go down in history as the luchador with the most creative mask in history. You know, uh, I'm so blessed to have a guy like Hayashi who is my costume designer to create so uh, much magic in the past, but uh, how within time you can just see him improve his craft every single time. Now, this is one of one, which makes it even more authentic. When you have one of one, it's like, that's it, man. You can't get another one. This is the only one. Now, I love the little touch that he adds right here on the side. Oh yeah! Nice. It's got the ma- mascara, which, which means mask in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, bu- it doesn't have a buckle. Is that a buckle underneath? Yeah, it's got the snap. Oh, oh that's sweet. not coming off. 
That's never coming <laughs> off. That's smart. That's smart. Now, now, Ray, looking at this mask, and it says Victoria on the mask, I know that you now have a, a relationship with Victoria Cerveza, and there's, there's deep roots when it comes to that relationship and Victoria. Explain your relationship and what's what we're going to see moving forward with you. Well, if you tap into uh, the history of the beer and Ray Mysterio's history, you know, um, with almost 32 years of me being in the Lucha Libre industry, you know, it just made sense for, for both of us to partner up, to do something as cool as what we're about to do. This is only the beginning. We're about to do for a whole year and uh, explore different avenues that we can keep growing together as partners. Um, I think the mask is definitely one of them. And I can't wait for Victoria to jump on board and say, we got to make those masks and we got to sell them with a the beer. You know, it just makes sense. It makes sense. I've seen a bunch of commercials that, that fostered uh, beers and cervezas. Um, and I always thought, man, they should have Ray Mysterio on these commercials. Are there commercials in the future? I don't see why not. I mean, like I said, Mark, this is only the beginning of our partnership. We are unmasking this big secret of uh, Victoria and Ray Mysterio working together. Uh, I definitely see this growing much bigger and, uh, you know, uh, exploring new avenues so we can both grow and represent our culture as well. Well, I, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm real proud of you to be a, uh, not only a great talent and somebody that's had the longevity that you've had in the industry with all the risk that you've taken in your life. Uh, Ray, Ray Mysterio has probably taken more risk in one year of his 30 plus year career than I have in my entire career. <laughs> All the flying and flipping and diving. Like, I mean, it is amazing. Uh, and you've had your injury time. And, and um, during, during that, during that time, you always came back better. And I think that the anticipation in, anticipation of you coming back was always a plus. And that's right now. That I think this year is the biggest year in probably the Royal Rumble history that there have been people returning and what what's actually going to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, if you had a preference, if you had a preference, you've been number one before. Where would you where would you think you would come in? Or where would you want to come in? Say 28. I, I, I was actually going to go a bit lower. I was going to say I don't mind coming 25. You know, uh, but yeah. anything between 25 and the 30, that's always a good number. Yeah. Always 25. Number. Now, now, we can always say that, but you can walk in 25 and three guys could be out of the ring by then. You know, and you're having to face yeah. the rest. So I mean, it's it's all uh, it's all how the beginning of the rumble kicks off, and how many get eliminated by the time you come out there. It's a good point. I, I mean, of, your your lucky number was two. I mean, when the year you won the rumble, you were the second entrance into the rumble. Yes. So, yeah. 
which is crazy. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think that will ever happen again, at least to me. Somebody else, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I think the, the, the fun part about today, I'm sorry, about Sunday, is uh, um, I'm hoping that Dominic and I get to share a moment inside that rumble if we come out uh, together or right, right next to each other or if we happen to just cross paths in the ring. You know, we talked about this before you came on, and and Ray, I, I, I feel I I feel like man, what would happen if you got to the point to where Dominic was on the ropes and he just eliminated somebody, and yeah. you were standing behind him, or vice versa? Would you pull him back in the ring? Or would you dump him out? The first time I pull him back in the ring and let him know that's your pass. <laughs> if it happens again, I'm throwing your ass throw out. Throw, yeah, bro, I already gave you the first one. You got to keep your eyes open. So, second time, he's out of there. First time, I give him a pass. That's tough love. That's tough that's, that's love. The way, that's, hey, that's what dad's supposed to do. Yep. I'm, I'm supposed yeah, to no. warn you about the pitfalls the first time. Second time, I got to let you get the, take the blunt of it. Yes, yes. Now, we always, we always look at this scenario the way you guys painted it. Let's switch roles. Let's say I'm about to get thrown over. Does Dominic pull me back in or does he dump me out? Oh, he's dumping you out. Mm, he's he's I, dumping you out. You, you know who I'm worried. You know who I'm worried about. I'm worried about Buddy Murphy being in there, and you eliminating Buddy Murphy and having to deal with the little girl. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, having to so, deal with that. And and what if what if Buddy and and Dominic are both teetering? Now it's a different dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? And, you can only, and that's it. And you, and you can only save one, right? You can only save so, one. <laughs> so you eliminate them both. <laughs> you know what? The more I think about it, like I know you want to show off that awesome Victoria mask. It's better off you don't enter the Rumble at all. It's a no-win situation for you. No matter what Even you if, do. Even if you win... <laughs> If you win, you're going to lose because you got to go home and face the wife. You got to go home and face the little girl. I feel bad. If he parents never win in this stuff, his parents have. And Aaliyah's been kind of rough on you lately. Unfairly. Unfairly. I I can't just say at this stage of my life. I really don't have to please anyone but myself and the fans. So I might just, you know, do what I got to do to get the W. You know, Shit. I'm on your team. <laughs> do what you got to do, boss. 
I'm I'm rooting for Ray. I'm rooting for Ray in this situation again. Uh, Victoria Cerveza, uh, I I love this relationship you're having now. I love the endorsement on the mask. You're changing yeah. the rules of professional wrestling, Victor. And it's a it's an awesome looking mask. Can't wait to see what happens on Sunday again. The Royal Rumble on the WWE Network. And and Ray, I'm just saying, you know, having you on here and promoting Victoria beer. I mean, if you want to send us a case, I mean, Mark and I would definitely love to try some. I mean, I mean, just I see John it out Manzo there. on there. John, write it down. Come we're on, gonna send you a, we're gonna send you a couple of addresses. I'm telling you right now, I'll pass it out to I'll pass it out to everybody in Jersey. I promise it'll be the number one beer in New Jersey when it's all said and done. Victoria Cerveza, Ray, you're a legend. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer, and we truly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Love you, Mark. Thank you. Love you too, brother. Like good luck. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. I'm telling you right now, Ray is thinking. I'm sure that we'll see, um, we'll see some interaction with Buddy Murphy and and Dominic, and just to finish telling that story, Baron Corbin might be involved. Yep. Oh my gosh, man! I'm so excited, man. It's like we can't get there fast enough. Why are we waiting? Come on, speed the time up, Dave. You got the Wayback Machine. No, I don't. I actually don't. And it, and it, I, I, don't, I don't have any control over any of that stuff. But and it, we also uh, <laughs> might see Seth Rollins coming back as well. And there was always that big story with Seth Rollins. I mean, for crying out loud, Seth Rollins tried to gouge Rey Mysterio's eye out for crying out loud. It's good to see that's grown back right. and looking good. But you know what? Seriously. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Ray Mysterio. So he's a chameleon. He's like a lizard now. <laughs> he just you put a little water on it, it grows right back. Ray Mysterio is in a <laughs> Ray Mysterio is in a no win situation. Think about it. Because it's you think only Murphy, if he wins. <laughs> but even if he wins, he loses. Because yeah. you got Murphy, the boyfriend. Aaliyah is going to be all gaga over Murphy. You got Dominic, your son, in the in the Rumble too. If Dominic gets if Dominic gets eliminated, then he's going to go home to his wife. His wife's like, "Why didn't you have your sons back? You've been in the Rumbles before. You've won a Rumble. This was your son's chance. There's no winning for Ray." Dave, Dave, yes, if Dave. there's one man who can do it, it is a man who has grown back one of his own eyes. I trust him. No, I know, trust him too. If anybody can, he just said the only people that he has to please is himself and the fans. Those were his exact words. He's had, I'm sure, difficulty with the wife before, as we all have. He'll, she'll get over it. The daughter, uh, it might take a little longer. <laughs> It'll take a while. It'll take a while. But you know what? Ray sounded pretty, you know, pretty loud sitting next to his Victoria Cerveza friends. 
But if his wife was sitting next to him, you probably would have gotten a different response from Rey Mysterio. Oh, of course. Right it's like it's like the movie Friday. You remember the movie Friday and Debo yep. would come around and they were like, hey, I got mind control over Debo. When he leave, I talk again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's exactly I mean, it's the case. It's true. And, and Gabby brings up a good point, too. Like, there's going to be other boyfriends. It's young love. This isn't going to last with Aaliyah and, and Murph. Yeah. This, is, this is just for the now. You know, come see me in, in a year and see if they're still together. The answer is no. Ray no. knows that. Ray's wife knows that. Dominic knows that. The only one who doesn't know that is Aaliyah. But is she'll Aaliyah. learn. Yeah, and she'll learn. But again, Rey Mysterio in a tough spot, but great for the fans. Listen, Rey Mysterio, I'm guessing in his own way in this interview, has declared himself in the Royal Rumble. He, was, he never officially declared himself in the Royal Rumble. But when you got a mask made up for the Rumble and you're talking about dumping your uh, your son over the top rope, I'm guessing we're going to see Rey Mysterio I guess. on Sunday. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm looking he's forward in. to it. And I love what you said, Mark, because you said during the interview that even more than recent Rumbles, you're really looking forward to this year's Rumble because of the surprises and and who's going to get called up. And, you know, and we don't know. We usually at this time, we could kind of guesstimate what the matches are going to be at WrestleMania. We can't right now. This is an extremely significant Royal Rumble on Sunday. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, it's I usually could predict who was going to be in the top in the last four. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Nope. I can't do that right now. I kind of knew an idea of who was going to be in it. Like even the surprises. I told you last year, I said, Dave, I think I'm right about this. I'm getting this feeling. It might be a blast from the past. And I was right. And I, I'm telling you, like, I never, I never wanted to be more right, even though I didn't know, but I thought. And, man, what did we have last year? Just a spectacular rumble. Yeah. Um, with Brock starting off just, I mean, he was eviscerating people. John Morrison going over the top to the floor. Like I, I, it, it made me close my eyes, and um, all the people that came into the to the rumble, and then you see the finish that we had. We had the, well, of course, we had Edge come in, yeah, and then we, and then we had the finish that we had with Drew McIntyre uh, kicking Brock's face off. I, I would not be surprised. And people have said, you know, Justin Labar came on. He mentioned Brock Lesnar's name. Brock, it's been quiet as a church mouse as yeah. it related to Brock. Um, it would be really cool to see Brock show up and be a spoiler for someone and create another angle and have another big time uh, thing happen in pro wrestling. With Brock, just uh, him trying to work his way in. It's so. it's gonna be fun. It's it's. How I'm about really him and Big E? For, I mean, Big E as well. I mean, you know, you know who's gonna be? Here we go. You know who's gonna be Drew McIntyre's opponent 
we, you know, if Drew can get past Goldberg on Sunday, who's Drew McIntyre's opponent going to be at WrestleMania? Who's Roman Reigns' opponent going to be at WrestleMania? You really don't know. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Some of the things that have happened over the last week, uh, Undertaker on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, Goldberg recently, you know, insinuating that the current roster is quote unquote soft. Uh, I made it. I sent out a tweet yesterday and um, I'm paraphrasing, but I basically said, yeah, guys were a little bit wilder. Guys were a little bit impulsive back then, but the men were still as tough then or now as they were then. They just were a corporate industry now. The WWE is a corporate industry. AEW is a corporate industry. You have to have some decorum. You have to have some what I just said about Ray, some class. Yeah. You know, like otherwise you will not be employed by either of those companies, you know, Impact and ROH. Like they they recruit a certain type of guy. Recruiting uh, wild cannons and guys that, you didn't know if they were going to show up high or if they were going to, sh- you know, they got arrested the night before. Yeah. Like, you can't employ those guys. And, you know, I mean, Taker was right to an extent. He should have said wild cannons and, and, and um, you know, guys that were quick to get angry. And, you know, um, it was a badge of honor at times to show your toughness. You know, you go out there and you beat, beat the hell out of somebody. Then the fight spills into the back and everybody's entertained. It's, it's a different time. Yeah, and that's something that Goldberg said on Corey Graves' podcast is just what you said, like in, in, in kind of replying to what The Undertaker said about uh, about you know, quote unquote soft. He said he, he believed comparatively speaking to that era, the business is soft compared to that era before. And things change. 2021 is a completely different time. Um, and I, I think it goes back to what you just said, Mark, about, you know, the wild, wild west of, you know, 25, 30 years ago. It's not that way now. Um, but I don't think that's taking anything away from the current roster, the athleticism of the current roster. Um, you know, having to play by more rules is sometimes a lot more difficult than having to play with no rules at all. So I actually think that probably the current roster right now, Mark, in the WWE, it's it's a lot harder to do what you do compared to decades before. Most definitely. And I guess we're going to get into it right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, I was there. I came in in the 90s, in the early 90s. And, you know, there were guys that tried to take liberties with me. There were guys that in the locker room, uh, stuff happened that, you know, is 
kind of looked at as unspeakable. Um, you know, there was a lot of, um, hey, uh, have anybody seen so-and-so? Just unreliability. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, man, like, I haven't seen him all day. And then right before showtime, boom, this guy shows up. Like, that's unprofessional. And, and, and there was a lot of, you know, like, there was some scrapes. You know, guys got into it, didn't disagree, move all the furniture out the way. Let's go. And you, the guys, the guys used to drink a bottle of Jack after the show. You know, go to a bar, club, or something. Shit used to go down. There used to be fights all the time. And but guys were looking for to get rid of their stress, and they were looking. You know, like sometimes you just went hunting for trouble, and today's wrestler is not that. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, there's some there's some old me's new that I'm, I'm telling you, I'm it would be a drubbing. Some of those guys against John Morrison, against uh, a Bobby Lashley, uh, uh, Matt Riddle, uh, like these guys could really fight. Like, I mean, they know strategy of how to fight. You know, in this in this current area, um, and I wouldn't mess with Yoko because he was different. <laughs> Yoko would rip your face off. You know, there was you know, Taker and, and, and um um I mean Taker told a story about him and him and Bear, uh him and Godfather getting into it. Um, and they liked each other. They were best friends. So, I mean, it, it just was, it was a different time. And that's what I equated to. I, I don't say that one guy is tougher than the other. Um, there were tough guys in, in, in both eras. Yeah, and, and listen, this is across the board, Mark. I mean, you know, right now, I, I keep saying this, you know, next next weekend we're going to see Tom Brady at the age of 43 hit the football field. You know, up until then, what was it? Like George Blanda was the oldest, you know, quarterback, the oldest player uh, on a football field. George, you, you take a look at what George Blanda looked like and what Tom Brady looks like now, I mean, it's completely different. George Blanda comes from that era. You know, after a game, you smoke a cigarette, and halftime, you have a can of beer. You know, Tom Brady's eating, you know, grass, for crying out loud, and sleeping in these uh, hyper-chambers. chambers. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's different. And, and I remember having this conversation, Mark, with, you know, Nita Strauss when she was on with us. You know, rock and roll stars from the 70s and 80s were down in a bottle of Jack and, you know, and doing Snorting drugs. cocaine. Yeah, and... I mean, you know, not everybody. And but that was I... in wrestling, too. Yeah. But now, like Anita Strauss, she doesn't touch alcohol, doesn't touch any drugs. She's exercising. You know, a lot of these rock stars know the you know the cardio that you have to put in when you're on stage. So it's a completely different type of lifestyle. I think with every passing generation, Mark, you learn from the generation before. So I know it's good, the perception of what a wrestler is supposed to be or the great stories you hear about wrestlers from back in the day. But when you look at like just being in shape, knowing what the wrestlers have to do in the ring today, throughout the decades and gener- things have to change. And I think this example but of the you know, pro wrestler, yeah, you know, it's different. Yeah, I, I see it. But, you know, Taker wasn't wrong because 
guys back then, there there were guys that carried guns and their Halliburtons and their briefcases and a knife, a crowbar. I mean, there's been, you know the stories. Yeah. Like, shit went down. And guys were ready and accepting of it. But also, you could go to the local cops and go, hey, man, you know, this never happened. And can I get you some front row tickets? <laughs> and nine times out of ten, it got squashed and, and it never hit the news. Now, everybody's got a camera. Yep. Great point, Mark. Great point. I mean, you can't, you can't do all the stuff that guys did back then. You know, that the story, Greg the Hammer Valentine having a gun in the locker room and the gun going off or whatever. Like, bro, if that happened today, you would face federal jail time. That's why things aren't the way they used to be. Not just the fact that it's a corporate company and you don't want to make those kind of mistakes in the first place because you'll never work again. But Taker was right. There was a level of wildness, wild, wild west that don't exist today. And that's what he meant. I think people took it out of context, actually. I mean, I heard what he said and I agree with what he said. It's just I didn't agree with how he said it. He he just I mean, the, the description of what it was was off. But I agreed totally. It was man, it was crazy. Even me, I had to choke people and 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 threaten people' life. I I would never do that today. Because I wouldn't have to. Nobody messes. Nobody mess with me like that. You know. So I mean, it's, it's it was different. You know, I was I was in defense mode. I was so stressed a lot of times when I went in the locker room because I didn't know what was going to happen. I, me and The Rock, we, we sat, our, our lockers were always right next to each other. And I came in and I, I saw people laughing, giggling, and, and moving and running away from where our lockers were. And I'm like, what, what's going on? This is nothing, nothing. <laughs> that, that, that kid stuff. And then I, I, I didn't have a food deal. Like, you know, I ate all my food. <laughs> But Dwayne would pack chicken breasts and broccoli and stuff for getting in the car because, you know, he was a body guy. And I saw his box was open. So I grabbed the box and was going to close it. And I looked in and there was shit in it. Somebody shit in his food box. So, of course, I have to dispose of this and tell him, hey, man, don't leave your food in here like assholes like they're envious of of us new guys coming in and you know we have developmental contracts or you know uh, a full contract in my case and they hated us they thought we were taking their jobs that that was the mentality not making the business better because we didn't grind like they did we didn't go through the ringer. We didn't get brought into the business hard like they did. And I respect how hard they was brought into the business. But you can't expect the world to 
be the same to everybody else as it was to you. There are people that walk around like, shit, I had it rough. You need to have it rough, too. No, make the world is supposed to be easier. You're supposed to make it easier on, on the next generation, right? You think. You would think. Now, my wife worked at Major League Baseball at the office of commissioner. And there was an element of the devil in a blue dress type of mentality in the corporate sector. They wanted you to learn the lessons hard. But that won't affect you if you have a smile on your face and you get there early, you leave late, you do everything you can without being told to do it. Then you start looking for other stuff to mess with. Damn, how can I make it? This person is good. (laughs) Eventually you win people over and they stop trying to haze you and they start going, man, you're pretty good. That's what pro wrestling has become. It wasn't like that back in the day. It was rough, man. And I understand every word that Taker said. I just would have described it differently. Yeah, and I think in the, right now in the world of the WWE, whether you were on the independent scene for 15 years or somebody that you know was an athlete in another sport, once you enter the world of the WWE, you have to learn the WWE way. So I would have to think you're all kind of, at least right now, Mark, you're kind of all on the same kind of level playing field when you walk in as opposed to 15, 25, 30 years ago as well. Right. I, I mean, Dave, there was, uh, you remember the, the Stossel incident? With Dr. David Schultz? Yeah. Yeah. So in the modern day time, we had that recently. Somebody came out and said that, Wrestling was fake and stuff was, you know, props and and whatever. If that would have happened in 95, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't tell you what would have happened. I can't. I Well, I, I can, but I would have to tell you off the air. That's how bad it would have been. Not from one radio guy that said something about in response to it, I'm talking about every wrestler walking the earth. It would be like John Wick 2, where everybody was chasing you from around the world. That's what it would be like. That's what it would be like. Well, I mean, to to bring up Everybody's feelings were hurt. Yeah. Everybody's feelings was hurt and in and, and, and defense of the industry. That would be the way that people lashed out. And and I can't even think of the name of it. It was like something. It was some Italian type of name. Of, of, I, <laughs> what did they call it when John Wick got uh, got ostracized? Excommuna something Ex- or other. Communicado. Yeah, excommunicado. That's it. Excommunicado. That's what it would have been in wrestling. They would have never wrestled again. They wouldn't allow they wouldn't not have been allowed to be around it. I'm just saying what hap- what 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 the deal is. I'm not implying that that's what I want to happen. But I'm just saying 
like uh, wrestlers didn't sue wrestlers. I mean, there's no grounds to be sued on in the case of the reporter, the 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 analyst. Uh, otherwise, ESPN would not exist because every day you have Stephen A. Smith go on and say how. Man, this guy, is, he needs to retire. He sucks. He's done. Well, it's not even he just that. He fell off the cliff. Well, Mark, it's not even just that. To, to more of the point that you're alluding to, it's just like, you know, if if the Giants are thinking about hiring a head coach and an analyst thinks that's a, that's a bad fit for the Giants and they shouldn't hire him, how is that any different? It's no different right. at all. Not at all. Not at all. Good point. But... That's the world we live in. Back then, there would be no lawsuits is what I'm saying. <laughs> Who would even think that I'm going to sue this wrestler for hitting me? And it's been tried before. I'm not going to name any names, but I remember a guy talking about suing a wrestler. And man, I think his lawyer told him, hey, man, you might want to just let this go. Because you're never going to work in the industry again. And not only that, but every person that you talk to in the back of their mind, they're going to be thinking, if something goes wrong, this guy's going to try to sue. And how cowardly is that? That's, it's just the, the ultimate face of cowardice. But very rarely did you, if, if a fight broke out, it happened in the back. It didn't happen in the ring. Guys respected the ring enough to not do somebody dirty while they were under control of somebody. That would be such a horrible thing. I, I, I don't even know if I ever saw it in my career. Well, Mark, I think the, the key word is respect. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.